We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is recorded and pay our respects to Elders past, present and Aboriginal Elders emerging. Welcome to the Vale Podcast, in bed with Robin Vale Appliances and Furniture Zone. New name, same people, more stuff. Lots of stuff. And we're back. No, we're not back. We're yeah, just we're starting. No, we're not back. Oh, no, we're back from the break. But there was no break. This is the start, Charlie. No, no, from the break of not being here for two weeks. Oh, but we still did put out a podcast. We had Anthony. It's a catchphrase, so we can use it whenever he wants. Yeah. (laughs) He's not a superhero. Why does he need a catchphrase? Also, thanks, Ravs. Ravs. Robin Vale Appliances and Furniture Zone, where Santa shops in Robin Vale. Yes, our new sponsor for the next two months. Yeah, um, and we are also, you don't know this yet, but we're doing a Christmas Eve podcast. Yay! Yay. Is it actually on Christmas Eve or released on Christmas Eve? No, released on Christmas Eve. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I was in there this morning and so many toys. Would it be wrong of a 40-year-old woman yes. to buy herself? Shut up. I haven't even got it out yet. Oh, wait a minute. If is you this have for to the, ask the question, is this it's a the, yes. Yeah. <laughs> is this for the up late? No. Oh, my God. Ill. We're not doing an up late version of this podcast. Ill. No. I, now I feel bad saying electric. I was just, <laughs> I was well, is it battery operated? What are you talking no. about? No. <laughs> well, again, it's bad. an electric scooter. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I, oh so no, I so want an electric scooter. Too. And then, uh, yes, I know, but I feel like it's not for... I tried to talk my parents into getting one. <laughs> what, for you? <laughs> for you or for them? No, for them. Like, oh, they the bikes, they do the Yeah, they do the Grey Nomad thing and they said, we're going to get these electric bikes. I said, nah, go to scooters. Yeah. They're going to be awesome. And then I, I regretted that decision. <laughs> They're like, you? Yeah, no. So they went the bikes. But saying yeah. that, remember the... We, uh, when we went to Brisbane that time and um, was it Lime Scooters? Yeah, Lime Scooters. They were awesome. They were awesome. Yeah. yeah. Had a ball. In San Francisco, Segways Same. are big. Well, no. So that Lime company, mm. uh, they started in San Francisco. Ah, yeah. on Segways? Mm, don't you know. know. the Segways that yeah, are the Yeah, yeah I know. The, the stand-up ones. Yeah. yeah. Is it wrong? Should it, can I? No, I've got no, two kids. Can I buy one and say it's for the kids? The problem is, out, like out your way, you probably need like a all-terrain sort of you can't, scooter. No, but they got, the big, they got the big fat tyres though. Mm. So, mm. Anyway, there was I rode one around Kerryann around Robinvale Appliances and Furniture Zone not that long ago, and nice. yeah, it fun. was really fun. I did crash, but it's so fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, so, so plenty of Christmas presents and plenty of big screen TVs and furniture. Massive news: mm. council elections. Mm. Congratulations, young, uh, Jade. young Jade Benham over here. Does that deserve one of these? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Ladder up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, I'm pretty happy about that, to be honest. You yeah. should be. I'm you top the polls. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, which is um, quite humbling. Like I just, you know, on on one hand you're kind of like, oh, wow, okay, I didn't expect that. But then I kind of thought about it and went, well, I would have got all the Fakara votes yeah. down Tresco Way. That's where Dad grew up and, you know, yeah. they still live in Warrenine. There's 200 there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I'm, what was it, 130 or 135. I beat Les McPhee. See, that's the other thing. Les is a long-time yeah. serving councillor. Yeah. Well-known. Yeah, well known. very well-known. Former, yeah. former mayor, policeman. That was a bit of a shock mm, for me. Shove it up, yeah, Les. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't listen to this, so yeah. that's fine. Don't we like it? okay. Yeah, no, Les no, is no, a, it's okay. Yeah. It's just the fact that she won. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Well, like, we, don't, yeah. we don't do negativity in here, Quentin. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. When was the last time you paid anyone a compliment? <laughs> No, yep. Oh, I see. 
Well, give him them compliments. Uh, 42K for 42K. How did that go, Jay? Yeah, really, really well. Yes. Really well, Charlie. Um, I think we haven't done all the totals yet, but we, it looks like we're going to top out at 50 grand, around That's 50 amazing. grand. Top effort from both you and Luke. I mean, yes. Luke did the run, which is an amazing, an amazing effort. But uh, pretty much everything else he said on the day was uh, you leading up to it. So congratulations to both of you. Thanks. I didn't really hear much of that speech because I was trying to stop my child from climbing the speaker stand. <laughs> trying to pull it down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. No, but, um, yes, and we were saying this before on our previous uh, <laughs> attempt. <laughs> attempt at this recording. <laughs> Um, and, yeah, like you said, Luke did uh, mention you on day, but also um, I think a lot of thanks does have to go to you. Thanks, Jade. Charles. Sorry, Jade, not mm. Quentin. <laughs> well, Quentin too. Yeah. Quentin donated. Yeah. You know donated. Yeah, but, um, You've we, all bought yeah, merch. And we both said uh, before, um, uh, we both felt proud of Luke and just what he's achieved. Mm. So, Shed a bit of a tear. And yeah. it was weird because, you know, Technically, we haven't done anything to, yeah, but you donated. to add into it. But, yeah, I know. But, yeah. you know, to, to feel pride, like, you know what I mean? Like, you feel pride in your kids and you feel pride and you think, oh, that was, so, you know, just so great. And then you think, why am I feeling like this? Yeah. I've done, I've been not. But you know what that is? That's community pride, yeah. Quentin. It's amazing. That's what that but, is. Uh, also, yeah. I think I when we went down and done the open, uh, when we talked to Anthony down there mm. at the uh, DIC, the <laughs> drop-in centre. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I reckon that day, I've, oh, well, I think I told Luke, I said, yeah, you've done the best job. Like um, that day there, maybe you just hit home. They're like, what what he's achieved. Yeah. Oh, it's actually also what translated into mm. this. Yeah, like, is it something on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's why we wanted to do it this way. That's why he wanted to do it, you know, because like he said on the day, he wanted he, – the first thought was that he'd do it as part of a Beyond Blue fundraiser for the Melbourne yeah. Marathon. And then when we got talking about it, we're like, but we never see that as a tangible outcome for yeah, us, yeah. you know, and we always talk about how, you know, country areas are left out and we never see it hit the ground here. So that's where that came from. And now to see that we've got a drop-in clinic three days a week yep. from 9 till 2 at Robinvale Primary Care um, is phenomenal. And it's actually, it's, you know, it's paying dividends already. People are using it. And that's the other thing. Use it. It's yeah, there yeah. now. Yeah, use and, um, it. Please use it. I think I was, I was telling Quentin this this morning that when we I was talking about Anthony and I was saying I feel like that is someone that I could easily just drop into and have mm. a chat to. He seems so so nice and yeah. so, so approachable. Yeah, and so not clinical. And yeah. that's the thing that both of us love. And yeah. Billy's like that too. Yeah. Not There's no clinical, there's no judgment. It's just, yeah. you know, come in and have a chat and, yep. yeah. Easy. Good. And you're saying that uh, there's a possibility, you're thinking about maybe extending the 42K for 42K sort of profile and what mm. you're going to do with it. So Yeah, well, it is a full-time job. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so we are now talking about um, turning it into an actual charity so that we can then, you know, do the fundraising and stuff itself because this time around we thought, you know, I've never done anything like this so it was just Vicky Shawcross, God lover, yeah. sorted out, you know, where to put, the account, like set up an account yeah, just for this yeah. with RDHS and all that kind of stuff. It does get a I, bit funky and messy with all the. Yeah, you know. so I didn't want to do any of that. We seeded, we put in the five grand to do the merch and all the event yep. stuff. So um, I don't think we've actually broken even on that. We gave any, a lot of it away. Any, any merch available? <laughs> any? Yeah, there still is some, but for people, because there's a lot of people around here that gave significant amounts of money. Yeah. So we've just been like, well, here, have a hoodie, have a hat, yeah. have, yeah. you know, this kind of thing. So And and we felt okay to do that because we, we had funded all of that. But now with um, the money that's come back in, 
we're going to set up 42K as an actual charity yep. so that we can keep, you know, reinvesting that into um, into more merch, into events, and then give portions of that money, whether it's to continue the clinic or whether it's – although Luke got a call from Tanya Maxwell, yeah. who's an MP in the um, – Legislative Council, so the upper house of the state, and she spoke about 42K for 42K and Luke in particular in question time this week. Really? No, yeah, you can swear. It's not radio. (laughs) No bullshit. Um, So, and she was just so thrilled with the community spirit. Where's she from? Like what's her? So Northern Victoria, and I'm not – this is really bad of me, but she is – so Mark Jepp is sort of our representative in the Legislative Council yeah. for Northern Victoria, but she's also Northern Victoria, so I don't know whether she's across the other – uh, anyway, yeah. so she's in the upper house of state yeah. parliament. Oh, yeah. And she, when she called Luke personally to have yeah. a chat to him, she said that she wants to continue – she's going to fight to continue to fund this That's in an ongoing nice. capacity. So, yeah. Right. That's great. Yeah, so but hopefully we'll turn it into an actual charity so that we can do this and roll it out in more places or get people on the ground in other places that would like the same thing to occur for them because, like Anthony said a couple of weeks ago, he doesn't know of any other service that offers this kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And if we can save a life, yeah. even oh. if it's just one life. So uh, are you talking about um, – Rolling it out for other drop-in centres around other communities? Yeah. Or can you do it, like you were saying before, for a youth thing? Like- well, you could do it for anything. That's what I mean. Like yeah. it could be for, um, you know, like we don't have a headspace here and nor are we likely to ever get one. But, you know, just a, somewhere for for youth to go. Mm. You know, yeah. you think is a great organisation that council have with a building in Swan Hill. It'd be great to have a surrogate of that here, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, removed from the school and open to everybody, that kind of thing. But Obviously, money is a, a major issue there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you could Maybe get- Maybe if we knew a councillor that could help us. I know, out. right? <laughs> <laughs> money doesn't grow on trees. Well, actually, it does grow on trees if you yeah, farm it. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, watch this space. But we are going to those um, money tins that have been at Loft, at the Weeman Shop. Uh, there's been one at Sassy Giving in Manangatang that I picked up the other day. Um, we're going to give um, a portion of that to- RESP, the Robinvale Euston Suicide Prevention oh, Network. That's great. On because behalf of RESP, I'd like to say thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. And yeah. we just recently at RESP, uh, I say we, uh, well, all three of us are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've uh, just got a donation from the Commonwealth Bank for RESP as well. Yay. $500. So can, thank you to the Commonwealth Bank for Fantastic. that. Fantastic. That is awesome. Mm. Amazing. Um, so uh, young Quentin, you're not just here for your good looks. You uh, you're doing something new as well as my good looks. I no, no, am not here for your good looks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, if you're if you reckon you're here for the lols, then Quinton has every right to be here for his good looks. <laughs> just as much. Uh, yeah, I'm doing a new role for the next six. Well, I've done two weeks of it. Next four weeks, I'm doing the uh, PCSC role, which you've had a paramedic community support coordinator in here mm. before. You've had a couple. You've had mm. Nathan. Liam and Nathan Osborne. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that role that um, uh, everyone is getting a crack at. So <laughs> we all <laughs> Apparently it doesn't need the applause button. <laughs> I thought that was a good thing. Is this not a good thing? No, it's, no, good. it's great. It's great. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there I'm, you go. I'm team manager in Madrid for the next three months. Do I get an applause? <laughs> crickets, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. crickets. I wish I had crickets. <laughs> and, uh, Not even a Donny. It's a good. <laughs> yeah. So the PCSC role. Uh, uh, to remind everyone what that is, that's a paramedic community support coordinator. So we try and um, 
help out, uh, enable the community to help themselves um, to uh, try and uh, do some education around uh, prevention and all that sort of stuff. But it's also one of the major roles is to look after the ACOs in Menangatang. So ACOs are ambulance community officers. They're the same as what we have here running with us in Robinvale. Yeah, Ash, come in and have mm. a chat about yeah. being an ACO. Mm. Yeah. So uh, the, the difference in Menangatang is that they have an ACO-only branch. So they run uh, two ACOs in the vehicle and uh, no paramedic. Wow. Yeah, so… That's uh, pressure. Well, sounds like pressure. It is, and it but isn't. They get hopefully, back up. yeah. Hopefully, within at least half an hour. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not even. Least. It'd be quicker than that because the paramedic gets dispatched at the same time mm. as what they yeah. would. So okay. hopefully, they're only you know on scene for maybe five ten minutes at the yeah, most. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or by themselves. Yeah. But um, yeah, they get backed up by other crews from wherever they would come from. Mm. Uh, the closest crew, but uh, we're searching for new ACOs in Manang. So we need to bolster their uh, numbers so mm. that we can start hopefully working off a roster so that um, people can, you know, have a bit of time off, a bit mm. of time on. And then if we get enough people, then, you know, you're doing one or two days a month. And um, and it's not that much of a commitment, really. No, no but at the moment, yeah, all of Menangatang's out on headers and chaser yeah. bins and it harvesting. Is a, it's, so. a, it's a hard time to try yeah. and people. But they but would all be listening to the Vale podcast while they're on their Obviously, exactly. exactly right. yes. So this is a perfect opportunity if you're listening to this in Menangatang. <laughs> on your header. On the header. On the header. Or in the truck. Or yeah. in the truck, wherever you may be. Or just bacon scones, yeah, whatever. Exactly mm. right. Well, you get in contact with me <laughs> and – what the because the process um, does take a little while to get you through the system to before you're actually on road. Yeah, okay. You know I mean? So yeah. if we start the process now, um, it means that you know it's just paperwork at this stage. Okay. Uh, to to get on board, mm. and then the then then the training will come. So that'll be after harvest training will come, and that's all online. You were saying well, most of it's online. Most of it's online. It's yeah, a there's a bit of face to face stuff. So we've got to make sure that um, you know how to do CPR. For that's yep. for starters. Mm. Uh, so that has to be face to face, unfortunately, mm-hmm. and then uh, we. Have got manual handling, so we want to make sure that you're not going to injure yourself when we move patients around, or you know. Ah, I thought that's just how you handle manual. No, a manual car. <laughs> hey, there's a question: Are the ambulances manual or no, auto? Oh, auto now. Auto, all of well, them. The, they've always been auto. No, we've well, had as some manuals in the past. We've been in there. No, since I've, I've been in a bit longer than you, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, so, how do they go about um, contacting you if there's an interest in? Uh, so two ways they can either email me or call me um, call my phone. So my phone number is zero four three eight three six seven two seven six. But you're also going to be in Manang tonight. I oh, am. Well, that's, but no that's no good for this podcast. <laughs> but you did have something. You have something at the pub last week. I did have an information night at the pub, but and pretty much about this. So it's about um, you know the discussion around what is stopping people from um, becoming an ACO and mm. how can we get around those barriers and. Um, maybe it's just that you don't know what the role entails or what it's about, and um, if you just have, you know, some more information about what it's about, mm. then um, and a good thing to do is go and have a chat with um, Trudy Ryan or um, Emma Hicks. Yep, uh, both those two have been there for a while, and yeah, they'll uh, let you exactly know what's what, what, what's expected of you and mm. what you have to go through. And and I'm happy to like travel down and see anyone at any time. I'm yep. um, tonight. I'm going to see someone about it. And Great. So just going to rock up. 
to his house, have a cup of tea, have a discussion about it. He knows you're coming. You're not just going to rock up. No, no, I'm just going <laughs> to rap on the window. So. He won't stalk you. <laughs> if you register some interest, Nordo's not going to stalk you until you sign up. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, there's no commitment at this stage. It's just about people, you know, getting more information. And the more information that people have, then mm. they, they can spread the word. If it's not for them, then like I was saying, there's maybe some young mums out there that uh, have got kids and, you know, they can't do it because of the kids. But there's some other people that, don't want to do it but can look after kids. Yeah. You know, we we, we just want to link those mm. dots and then say, well, this person can do it if we can solve this barrier yeah. going forward. So mm. we'll see how we go. Right. Well, we'll put that your phone number, 0438 367 276. Beautiful. But, and we'll also put that everywhere. If you can't remember that, I'm pretty sure if you get a hold of Trudy or Emma, mm. they'll uh, put yeah. your – Point you in the right direction to um, Quentin. Exactly right. And there is or a, whoever the PCSC is at the time. <laughs> yes. There is a PCSC email. Yep. So um, if you want the email address, it's uh, Swan. I know what it is. I, actually, I've got it over here from when Liam was here. It's swanhill.pcsc at ambulance.vic.gov.au. Yeah, that, yeah, that one. Nailed it. Mm. Absolutely right. Sure. So, uh, yeah, you can always email the PCSC email and um, no matter who's in the role, we'll, we'll pick Yeah, up. we'll get and, that. And if they call me when I'm not in the role, it doesn't matter. I can still facilitate whoever they need to talk to or what they need to do. So, mm. all good. Awesome. Well, can you – next time you come in, can you give us a review on the Palmer at the – I can, pub? yeah, because right. I had the, I had the uh, pizza last time I was there, and I'm. Going I can't believe you haven't had the pizza. Oh, well, because it's always the pubs. Or, the pub shuts at about eight o'clock, I think, and by the time I get come home through Manang, it's always after eight o'clock, so it's always closed. But maybe it's a phone ahead type deal. Would have been perfect last night because I was really quite late last night. Well, it was delicious. The, yeah, the pizza I had was amazing, and I was enjoying the pizza. And I looked beside me, and Emma was having the uh, Palmer, and I thought, oh, you know no. what. Yeah, I, I could go that as well. Mm. So I'm going back for it tonight. It'll well, you need to give us a Palmer review. Yeah, no yeah, worries. I do like the mm. palm. It's always you go to, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, always. Like you're like, oh, Standard all this looks really ground. good, and then you get that yeah. person go, oh, I just had the chicken. And palm. if you went, for, yeah, if you went for something else, and everybody else on the table's got Palmer, you get food envy every time. Yeah. Hey, we're going to talk to Skip Rogers soon as part of our "What do you want to be when you grow up" uh, series. I'm pretty sure he's grown up. <laughs> I'm talking about apprenticeships. So we've talk, right. spoken to people who have, you know, careers that yeah. have gone to university. So we're going to speak to Skip now about – How good uh, was Anthony Carden last week? I know. So have good. Have you got feedback from that? Yes. Lots of feedback from he that. He was really good. Did yeah. You yeah, I did. Yeah, mm. yeah, it was good. It was good. Mm. So uh, interesting. It was funny how um, <laughs> you uh, – thought of, he was a GP? Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny how you and he have had exactly the same conversation uh, – education. No, we haven't. Oh, in, in Robin Bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're forgetting the 16 years he had post Robin Bar. Yeah, but still <laughs> yeah. different directions. And this is what I mean. Like you don't need to – and this is kind of what this whole thing's about. You don't need to go off to private schools or yeah, wherever we, you stay we here. To, we back went to yeah, Robin Bar. I was yeah. through Robin Bar system. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, That's and this is this is my entire point. You kind of – your primary school, high school – Fantastic! It's the the direction you tend to go after that, and there are so many more options these days. Mm. Too. Yeah, and also so many options. I feel like there's there, there there's always been pressure, but I feel like now there's more pressure on the kids. But mm. just take a breather. Yeah, take a step back. Yeah, never. Yeah, like I didn't know what I wanted to do until I was like 34. I still don't know what I want to do. Anyway, <laughs> we'll talk to Skip next. Uh, thank you, Nordo. Thanks. Catch up. Building a new home doesn't have to be stressful. It should be an experience you enjoy that you can put all of your energy into knowing that in the end you'll be living in your dream home. At Fisher Developments, it is possible. In fact, anything is possible. 
Fisher Development specialise in building beautiful homes to suit your family, style and budget, but also taking into consideration your lifestyle. They have multiple residential developments in progress right now in numerous locations. But if you're looking for that specialist and personal touch to build your dream home, then it's worth giving Craig a call. Fisher Developments are HIA and Master Builders of Victoria members, so you can be sure you're getting only the finest workmanship. Don't stress, your perfect forever home is just a phone call away. But start with going to fisherdevelopments.com.au. Fisher Developments, developing dreams. fisherdevelopments.com.au. And we're back. (laughs) Ah, there you go. You got it. And you know what? Like you said, anything's possible. Mm. And that's what we've got Skip in here for today. Yeah, that's right. We're talking about... Yeah. How are you, Skip? Yeah, I'm going good. How are you? Oh, sorry. Good. We have Daniel Rogers from Pioneer Ford. At least yes. one of us is a professional. Oh, At least one people. of us is a professional here, um, Daniel. <laughs> I'm sure more people would know. If I saw, if I said to 98% of the population around here, Skip's coming in, they'd know exactly what I'm talking about. Would <laughs> yeah. they not? Yeah, that's true. Exactly. That's true. Hey, Skip, we've been talking to people about um, how they've ended up in their careers and trying to illustrate that stressing about year 12 and your senior years of high school is almost irrelevant once you sort of get into your career. Can you – We've spoken to people that have, you know, went to uni or did TAFE or although you don't become a radiologist by going to TAFE or doing a school-based apprenticeship, but you're a mechanic. Yes. So run us through, we want to get a bit more of a handle on um, apprenticeships and traineeships and, I mean, I started a a traineeship in radio in 1997. I thought you were going to say as a mechanic. I would have loved to. I, don't, I would still love to do an apprenticeship. You guys are looking for one at the moment, aren't you? I think yeah, we're always looking for apprentices. So. I couldn't work under Skip. <laughs> <laughs> but so obviously, you know, the whole car thing's a bit of a family. Yes, that's right. It's yeah. a family arrangement. Um, as far as my experience with uh, with it is I ended up um, doing a, a school-based apprenticeship Did at you? school okay. in, um, in year 10. Mm. Um did that for 12 months, which is actually really good for my apprenticeship because it, it, it gained me a lot of time and they, and they allowed, um, you know, workbooks mm. and I completed more workbooks than, um, you know, what was allotted, so I was ahead. So I ended up in that, in that uh, last 12 months of school because I ended up leaving after year 10 and, and doing full-time apprenticeship. Mm. Um, I wiped off close to 11 or 12 months of my apprenticeship really? off by doing the school-based yeah. Wow. That's, that's good because the whole apprenticeship thing, people were concerned about, like, if you get into it at an older age, the whole financial thing because you're not. Yeah, but you see you've got mature age apprenticeships obviously earn more mm. um, and the apprenticeship wages these days are a lot higher than what they used to yeah. be. Yeah. So, do you remember what your starting wage was as an uh, apprentice? He was mechanic? working for coal. It was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was food and water. Yeah, he was still living at home. It was like, yeah. you'll just do what you're told, mate. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. No, I was getting, I think it was first year back then. Like, mm. that was, yeah, I think it was about $208 a week. Oh, that's good. I was yeah. getting $180.20 a week. Yeah. Yeah, you get what you pay for, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. You pay peanuts, you get monkeys. Exactly. <laughs> so, obviously, you know, you have the 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 genetics for the automotive industry, but did you always know that you wanted to be a mechanic or was it something you just thought, I hate school, get a trade? Or 
Um, yeah, I think it was always um, in the family, and I mm. always basically just wanted to be be a mechanic. I guess um, mm. I knew from from an early age. I sort of was interested in maybe doing something with the army as well, but it just yeah didn't sort of plan out. I just sort of ended up sticking with the mechanic trade, and, and especially doing the school based apprenticeship. I learnt a lot in that uh, in that twelve months doing school based, and I and I decided, yeah, no, nah, this is this is what I want to do. And if I continued on, you know, it wasn't really like that long and you 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 finish your apprenticeship get your trade and it can open up so many options in all different directions and the the biggest key with with what we do is is we do just about everything in automotive mm. so you know everything from you know wheels and tires to alignments to windscreens to to RACV you know breakdowns out on site to yeah, people um, that run out like their motorbike yeah. <laughs> doesn't start yeah oh yeah. there's a story there what happened <laughs> pick me up like three times yeah. do you just forget to put fuel in your no, motorbike or no, I, I had issues with the with the battery, with the battery and, yeah with the battery so yeah. yeah but we got him going again so that's that's um, one a time good they thing. pushed out of me it was yeah. embarrassing <laughs> Yeah, Please tell me that there's a video that exists of that. <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. is there not? Nah, nah it, took, it took a fair bit of work too. I must admit, I was, I was blown a bit after that. <laughs> With Charlie on <laughs> the yeah, motorbike? Yeah, yeah. Hey, there was two of them. There was two of them. <laughs> two of them pushing. Yeah. And he was still blown because Skip did tw- ran 21Ks in the 42K run. Yeah, the- no, just a lazy 21Ks. Yeah, <laughs> and you didn't train either. We'll just digress for a second here. Congratulations on that, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> did you train? Thank you. No, I didn't. I went for one run the week before. I did about three or four k run the week before, and <laughs> three or four k's. Yeah, and then go out and decide you'll run twenty one. Yeah, no, I was feeling alright on the day, and just yeah, just kept motoring. Yep. Yeah, fair enough. Good work. Good yeah, hats off to you because that was that's an amazing effort. Yeah, that was for a good cause. Yeah, yeah. We were just talking about that before. We think we've, we're close to the fifty k mark, so. Happy days. No, that's great. Yeah, that's absolutely great. Yeah, that's a real credit to you guys for mm. doing that. That's, mm. that's really and Luke's even made uh, question time in the in legislative parliament. council in parliament. Yes, and this I week. hear I've seen um, you've been re-elected and got you topped the polls. Mm. So congratulations mm. for that too. Oh, buddy. thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't do I didn't do that in a school based apprenticeship. But I am interested in the school based apprenticeship because that wasn't a thing when I did um, when I was at high school. I think it was only just like the pilot program might have been starting to roll out, yeah. you know, for maybe hairdressers, mechanics, um, plumbers and electricians. It was really a very small niche. Well, it, it only just come in when, when I was um, going to school. So mm. it was, I think, the year before, mm. I reckon, they started it. And mm. then the next year I was like, hey, they're doing this school-based apprenticeship. Like, um, and we had another young fella that did it in the first year, mm. Um at, at work and um, I decided, yeah, jump on that bandwagon and, and do it too and it turned out to be great and it sort of led me into, you know, in starting apprenticeship full-time and then obviously going to TAFE as a requirement of your training to get mm. through and and um, doing that sort of – I think we had a, however many blocks a year but it was basically once a month or once every five weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Um, you go up to Mildura and have a week training yep. at TAFE, which was really good. The guys at um, Sunny TAFE and Mildura and the automotive department are – are brilliant. Yep. And I was talking to the boss the other day. They've got the facilities up there and what they've done lately is amazing. Yeah. They've spent huge money. They have spent so. massive money, haven't they? Yeah. But it's a, it's also a keen interest in the area too. Like motorsport's pretty big yes. in Sunraysia yes. down to here, you know. It's a pretty big industry. 
Yeah, and Cam Waters know, was back last week. Just I don't know why. I'm oh, really? Him, but he was back. In oh. Why didn't you line him up for a podcast interview? There's <laughs> well, not if I know him. I saw <laughs> something on Facebook. He was plugging Mudra houseboats or something. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Nice. Or no, someone gave him a speedboat. Gave him a speedboat just for the weekend. Would have been Baldwin uh, or something like that. Yeah, fair enough. There you go, kids. Skip, did you ever think about getting into <laughs> the that. racing into the racing side? Has that ever been an aspiration? Um, look, we. we, we we fiddle around with some some pretty fast cars. As you know, this town is is pretty popular for some really nice cars. Mm. Um, there's quite a few enthusiasts out there, and um, they all as only far do as hundred k's, though. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's all strictly you know <laughs> yeah. uh, speed limited, yeah. speed limit followed. And, um, but no, well, look, we're fiddling with a couple of cars that may possibly go down that drag racing line. Um, but that's yeah, that's down the track. But obviously, we we do a lot of work for some mm. for some people around here on there. They're really nice old but old cars. Being so. a mechanic, though, you'd be able to go into that. You know, if you are, I suppose it's who you know in the industry as far as race teams go, whether it's V eight supercars or drag racing or you know, and you know people. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> go down that line. <laughs> that's uh, always a possibility, though. And, oh. and talking from doing a school based apprenticeship and then. You know, whether yeah, it is where, going where into the family business or where it takes you, yeah. That's exactly right. Like starting at school based, it, it could take, you know, I'll say like I, my own experience, it could take me on many different, you know, ventures now if I wanted to go and do something mm. um, from what I've done so far. Um, you know, because we, we do agricultural stuff, we do air conditioning on site breakdown. So like I could go out and do just that, you know what mm. I mean? There's a big market for just doing that or, or, or um, you know, anything really, like, mm. yeah, the motorsport, the, yeah, V8 supercars, all that sort so, of stuff. You can you can get into all that. If, if, if you've got an interest in it, mm. you can venture that way if you want to. If there's something in particular, because the automotive industry is huge. Mm. Like, it's literally so much involved. Yeah. You know, there's, there's you know, a mechanic shop isn't just, you know, you know, service and repair. Mm. Like, well, there is a lot out there that do just specialise in different things. And if you like a certain aspect of it, you can go down that line mm. and, and people, yeah, are very well sought after. Mm. And we, we're actually looking for people, you know, um, we, we we take on a, a qualified person and, and one or two apprentices as well. If we could get someone interested and wants to do it, you know, the opportunities are out there. Yeah, right. So, um, I'm in year 12 at the moment and, you know. I'm <laughs> no, thinking, you're not. No, I'm just <laughs> hypothetically uh, and uh, I want to become a mechanic. What's my first pool of call? Do I come down and see you guys or do I ring up Sunny Tafe or – Yeah, any of them avenues. Like you, you can call us direct. Like we're happy to talk to anyone at any time, especially about apprentices. We're, we're very keen to get, um, you know, some younger people into the trade because the trade – um, yeah, it's it's hard to get people. Mm. You know, we really want to get people in the trade and trained up and mm. and um, and get them out there. It's funny how times have changed, isn't it? I was talking to someone about this yesterday after oh, I must have been listening to the wireless, um, and they were talking about you know back in the day when I left school, there was university was free or I think HEX might have just come in, but only 18 to 20% of students were going to university. So it was free. So it was less open. And now, you know, you're in debt for the rest of your life, but it's a lot easier to get into university. But back in my day and probably your day, if you mm. didn't go to uni, it was get a trade or go into yeah. the family business. See, see that too um, in that line. I remember when I was going to school, there was only a few of us that were, were going into the trade thing and everyone else was all big on uni, uni, uni. Mm. And, and we'd do careers and they'd go, okay, I want to be a nurse or a doctor or this mm. or that. Or, and and they go, okay, but we've got to go to uni for, you know, four six years, years, five yeah. years, six years, yeah. whatever it is. Mm. And um, 
I actually remember um, I went to, I think, what have I been, 19. I ended up uh, finishing my apprenticeship when I was, I was 19. You finished um, your apprenticeship yeah, at 19. 19. Yeah, I left school at 16. Wow. And, and with the credit I had from um, school-based, I, um, yeah, finished early and, and yeah, I was done by 19 and I went to the Manang races. I went to school at Manang and, and um, all my classmates and everyone there caught up there. It was great. But mm. everyone's at uni and mm. everyone's broke ass and I've yeah. gone, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. I want a full wage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah, Skip's on, going, oh, I'll just go and buy some property. <laughs> well, or, that's you know. exactly what I <laughs> yeah. did. I, um, yeah, I built a house in Golf Links. Yeah. These guys are there are, are living in uni dorms and, yeah. just, you know. Eating two-minute noodles. Themselves. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, and I've got a, you know, house and property and a trade behind me yeah. at that age and moving forward. So, mm. you know, that's where them guys that were all laughing at me for leaving school and – and becoming you know, a grease monkey. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're all sort of, yeah, still going to uni and yeah. mucking around. And yeah. Are you laughing at them now from the from your veranda overlooking Lake Bernie? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Like finishing your apprenticeship at 19, being a trade qualified mechanic, that's effectively sets you up for life, really, like, as you just well, that's said. Right. But also uh, he's quite driven too. Well, that, yeah, like, there's that. There's, yeah. Yeah, you get, yeah, you've got to be driven if you if you're keen on doing something like um, that, that's right. It sets you up. You can go anywhere, do anything. You can mm. go to any town, like you know, in Australia. Everywhere is going to need a you know a doctor, a nurse, a mechanic, a service station, or this or that. You know, mm. Mm. it's yeah, just you need mm. to sort of. Can do it. Was it part of Cole's plan so he could retire? <laughs> <laughs> retire. <laughs> to, have, to have you running the service department and Ben selling? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I think it's sort of we've given him a fair few heartaches over the years <laughs> with, with things, but um, <laughs> we've got a pretty good plan going now and, and uh, we get we get along and work really well there and we've got a really good team of guys and, and um, yeah, we couldn't really be happier at the moment. So just got to keep moving forward. We've mm. got great customers and um, – yeah, we seem to be seem to be going really well. So, mm. so you're happy you did it? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I am because you know it's it's got me somewhere. It got me somewhere pretty quick too. Mm. So you know it's opened up a lot. Even if it wasn't for me, it opened up a lot of options. You'd be retired by forty. Mm. Yeah. It could <laughs> be. How old are you, Skip? That I'm thirty. Are you? Are you only thirty? Yeah. Told you. Okay, you will be retired by forty. <laughs> <laughs> Half your luck. Okay. Um, well, that's awesome. Thanks for coming in and having a chat because it is important to sort of cover all these different aspects. Um, and we're going to do – he doesn't know this yet and, and Charlie certainly doesn't know this, but we'll do Defence Force next, next week. So it's interesting yes. that you say you thought about going to the Army because um, yeah. you can do apprenticeships like mechanics apprenticeships in the Defence yeah, Force as well, can, can't you? you can. And, mm. you know, I was – honestly, I was thinking down that line too mm. um, of doing it through um, the Army – and sort of getting a bit of experience like that. But, but you know, that was something when I was younger I was interested in mm. in doing it. Still, like, I like that aspect of it. But, um, yeah, like, I was sort of thinking about going down that line, but but really nothing ever come of it because, you know, I was stuck doing what I was doing. So mm. and I was really enjoying it and the freedom and doing what we could do here was, yeah. was good. So. Yeah. You're living the good life. That's right. Yeah. Just taking it easy, you know, playing footy and, you know, that sort of stuff with me mates and yeah. – Back you, in the day. You playing footy this year? If the season ever comes about? <laughs> next year, you mean? Yeah, well, next year. <laughs> um, Pre-season started? Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. I've had a few, quite a few people um, 
<laughs> approach me after this bloody run that I'd done. I should yeah. have done that. Well, there you go. You've advertised now that you're Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Luke's been the same. People have asked him if he's going to – Luke's 37, though. Yeah. 37, 38. He's old. He's too old to be playing footy. But you're not. You're only 30. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. If I do Good play, then, left then it'll be oh, – yeah. I don't know. I'm – yeah, I've done enough footy, I think, over the time, and I'm probably not that, not good enough without to get a kick. So. Why? That's what the reserves are for. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, put, you the reserves, put you in the back pocket. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Well, we'll watch this space about your about football footy. career. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Awesome. So one piece of advice that you'd give to someone that is not enthused about school, not enthused about university, Give us one piece of advice if someone's thinking about doing a school-based apprenticeship. Get out and give it a go. Like, mm, in yeah. all honesty, what have you got to lose? Get out and give it a go. If it's not for you, don't do it. But if you've got a bit of an interest in something, mm. um, you know, especially in like a trade like ours, like, yeah, just give it a go. Like, we're always keen to give anyone a go, school-based or, or work experience. We, we do it. All the time. Happy mm. to give anyone a go and if you're interested, keep with it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point you make about work experience too because sometimes that can be the thing that flicks the switch. Even if it's just going in for a week and seeing how things run, that can be the thing that go. oh, yeah, this is what I want to do. And and that, that too, like a lot of my friends and stuff have gone to uni over the years. They've gone, righto, done my uni and they start the job and go, I hate it. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not what I expected and yeah. I hate it. Like, mm. and you go, and they go do something different and they end up, and, and in all honesty, I've seen a lot of people end up going through uni and they end up out on farms and doing other things and they're happy, you mm. know, like they could have done it from the start and not wasted so much time and money, but. Yeah. And but, ended up with a massive hex debt for the rest of their life. That's right. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Well, and also on the flip side, the people that go through uni and like I know with paramedicine, mm. it's so hard to get a job now. Yeah, because so, it's been at such a trendy job and so career. So yeah. heaps of people that are out there that have done the degree and just can't get a job. Mm. What, what was that in? in? In become paramedic. Oh, mm. really? Yeah. But that's the thing, isn't it? Because there's so many people now going to university. Like yeah. back in our day, it was you know only twenty percent. You know, maybe you'd be pushing half that would go off to university, um, and now. Everyone seems to get university pushed onto them. So thanks for coming in to talk about apprenticeships because it's no it's important and it's um, it's probably undervalued. I think these days. Oh, I think it definitely is. Yeah. Like people just look past it so often, and really, there's a good careers out there doing mm. trades, you know, apprenticeships, and and especially in our industry and and things like it's it's just so many opportunities. Just mm. get out, and give it a go. Mm. And hey, also, I I pretty much done that. Mm. As I, like I, and as Quentin was saying before with the ACOs. Yes, you can start as an ACO, but I pretty much did an on-the-job apprenticeship. Mm. Well, it was a university degree as well. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> not exactly a school-based apprenticeship. But, uh, you know what I mean? Like, there, there is other ways to get around mm. to get around it. Like, yeah. you don't have to leave school now and say, this mm. is what I'm going to do. Mm. That's right. Like, I, was just, I just got into, like, being a paramedic, mm. literally from getting involved with the community. Mm. And school-based apprenticeships, I reckon now you can start in like year 10, but you can go through and do your VCE while doing a school-based apprenticeship, can't you? Do you know about that? Yes, you can. Yeah. Like, you see, you don't have to, um, you know, like say, you know, start in year 10 and doing a school-based apprenticeship. You could do that over year 10, 11, 12. Yeah. And, but you could do it in two different fields or, or mm. even three. Like, mm. you know, there is so many choices. One. That's there. right. Yeah. There's so many choices. And, and if you're happy, like if you go through your 10 and go, you know what, I want to finish school or mum and dad want me to finish school or whatever, mm. you could do that school-based apprenticeship over that three years. Mm. And if you come out and go on, right, oh, 
might only have to do apprenticeship for one or two years. Yeah. You're qualified. Like, yeah. You're qualified and you've still got your VCE. That's right. So, yeah. you know, if uni if is like then it, a choice, then yeah. you can go off to uni. I just think. Back on. Got something yeah. Back on. That's yeah, right. absolutely. I just think it's, why wouldn't you? Really? That's right. Well, there's yeah. plenty of options out there and, and people have got to be aware of them and, mm. and get out and have a go. Mm. So if you want to, go into Pioneer Ford and shoe skips here yeah. off about becoming a, uh, yeah, an apprentice. Some. Yeah, come in. <laughs> have yeah. a talk to anyone at any time. Mm. Yep. It's a new Mustang coming out soon, isn't there? Well, I can't say too much yet. Oh, no, yes, you can, because it's been on your Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are uh, uh, Piney Ford getting one? Because there's only – this one's a really limited one, isn't it? Um, yeah, I'd – to be honest, I have to. You don't know, do you? That one, no. Mm. Yeah, I'm not mm. sure whether we're getting that's one right. Or not. We'll talk to Ben. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Put him for the squeeze. <laughs> 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 all right, Skip. We'll let you go and have some lunch. Thank you for giving up your lunchtime to come and speak to us. Not a problem at all. Anytime. Thank you. Thanks, Daniel. You know where Santa shops, right? Do you know where he shops for kids like me? At Romvale Appliances and Furniture Zone. They've got loads and loads and loads of cool toys, like scooters and bikes for my little brother. He's got a place for lady callers, Nino. They've also got things for my big brother, things for my big sister, like science experience, crafty things, and water toys. There's even presents for my dad, really big TVs. And sings for my mum. I'd know what they do. But that's what she tells Dad she wants. You should shop where Santa shops. Because that's where the cool things are. At Romvale Appliances and Furniture Zone. We've got uh, celebrity dancer, rapper, artist and Robin Vale boy, Phil Egan, on the podcast now. How are you, Phil? Really good, thank you. Hey, Phil. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. I thought you were talking about me for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Just the dancer. I've never seen you bust a move. Oh. I'm damn sure you can't do it like Phil does. <laughs> yeah, a bit of practice. <laughs> hey, Phil, what age, speaking about, about that, what age did you start dancing? Like technically or like just? No, nah, just or, in the kitchen. Um... Trying to think, there was a photo of uh, me um, behind at uh, the backyard of Auntie Annabelle's house, Annabelle Sharman, and um, I was in my little flowery button-up top, and I was like, kind of pointing at the crew, like you know, trying to sort, like you know. But I think I would have been maybe like six or seven. Really? Yeah. Well, um, I think. We're trying to sort out or copy a dance from Who Let the Dogs Out, I think. Oh, no. Good progress from there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think that's where it all started. Um, but, um, you know, obviously started traditional dancing um, prior to that. But, um, yeah, I think when it came to, you know, doing hip-hop, I think it would have been maybe, yeah, like seven seven years old. But I can't really pinpoint it. On mm. my what about when you started technically training? Um, I started at the age of 17. Um, that's pretty late for a dancer. Um, usually, you know, a lot of performers, they start you know, when they're at the age of five and then they dance all the way through. But I 
you know, came out of nowhere, started at age 17, did my three years, and then, yeah, my career, career took off. Mm. And you ended up <clears throat> traveling the world with Beats on Point too. Yeah, so traveled the world with Beats on Point and Princess Cruises, the cruise line. Mm. How? Wow. <laughs> that would have been fun. The cruise line. <laughs> I'm just going to say, is that your dream life, dancing on a cruise ship? <laughs> I feel like uh, I could be a paramedic on there. <laughs> well, yeah, you could. How much fun was working on a cruise ship? Oh, <laughs> look, it's, it's the dream. It's the dream. Travel <laughs> the world for free, get paid on what you love doing, and, like, yeah, I'll probably stop it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I know. I did summer camp in America for a year, so... <laughs> don't discuss anymore what happened there stays there forever. No. <laughs> uh, the up like version of the veil podcast. <laughs> no, there's no up. Oh, that would be not pretty. <laughs> hey, hey, Phil, you were talking about um, traditional dancing before. Uh, what yeah. You, yeah, what's your background? And ex- like, um, well, I'm just going to be very naive of me, naive of me, but um, what is your exact background? Yeah, so my um, so my mum is Phyllis Egan. She's Aboriginal. Um, my grandmother's Barbara Egan, and my father is um, is Hector, and he's uh, from Tonga. Oh, um, yeah. So, of, so we've got one of your grandmother's paintings you hanging above. Kind of see it. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, yeah. Lots of yeah. So yeah, so half Tongan, half Aboriginal. And you have said to me before that you find traditional dance, which you still do a lot, don't you? But you yeah, find- um, because of the pandemic, I you know we've stopped. But um, yeah, like I was, I run my own dance group called Brothers in Arms, and we combined it, um, you know, traditional with hip hop. Mm. And you, but you, you've said to me before that you find doing traditional dance now a lot more athletically challenging. On your like on your body, why is that? Yeah. Um, I want to. I, I don't know. I want to put it on age, but then I, I'm like, I'm still, I'm still young. <laughs> say, how old are you? Um, hey, sorry. How old are you? Thirty. Yeah, Thirty. Uh, Please, yeah, you, you can't. You just... <laughs> no, I don't, yeah, honestly, I honestly don't know. I think maybe because I was maybe lighter when I was younger. Um, and, you know, I'm not heavy, but I think it's just compared to when I started traditional dancing and whatnot to now, it's just like a lot more weight. Mm. There would be a lot more when I've watched you dance traditionally. I've got to see you dance um, with uh, Daryl playing the didge at the uh, Community Arts Centre last year To me- and then compared to sort of some clips from um, from some of your other other dancing, there, it seems to me that there's a lot more sort of squatting, crouching for yeah. prolonged periods of time. Yeah. So that would be harder. Like that, watching that kind of makes me, my quads go, uh, ow. <laughs> yeah. And, and when, when it comes to like, you know, traditional dancing, especially when it's, if it's, you know, Indigenous dancing, like obviously when it's doing a shake a leg or, you know, because, when it comes to like, I guess traditional contemporary, it's like love the ground. So we're always so like always squatting. But then when it comes to islander um, traditional dancing, it's kind of the same thing. And it's just like 
let's stay away from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's your next, next project to incorporate the both and you know, pay homage to the sky. So let's talk about last time we got to see you perform locally, You it was for... Um, the traditional NADOC week in July and for the 42K um, half marathon and Luke did his half marathon before everything went into lockdown again. Um, And you performed a song which was phenomenal and you have released it now as a single. Yes. um, So I think it's now 11 to 12 days I've released it. Um, I was working pretty hard on creating the music video and I I kind of wanted the 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 story behind it is that like basically the past two years, you know, um, was the story behind it is that I had a drug addiction, I had a gambling addiction, um, I um, quit my job, and I was just struggling with my demons. So basically, <clears throat> um, yeah, whilst finding my demons, I came. I was writing this song. Um, and um, I think, yes, about two and a half years ago now, um, I've written it and then I caught up with a friend of mine earlier this year and then I recorded it. Um, <clears throat> and before, like after writing it, I tried to wrap it again and I, I kept crying because every, I guess, every line or every word, it, it, it meant so much and it hurt me because pretty much that's the facts of what I was going through. Um, And so my mental health wasn't that great. Um, So, but now I'm pretty much, I'm seven months clean. Yay! (laughs) Um, Well done. Yeah, and I don't gamble anymore, so, which is good. (laughs) Um, And yeah, so now it's just, just been like, you know, focus on being a family man. Um, but yeah, so I dropped it 11, 11 days ago. Um, proud, proud of it. I'm happy. And it's, yeah, caught a wish one day. And you know what? We're going to play that right now. My head between my legs, screaming out for help And I'm the dude, people run to When they're down and out, thinking heavy on the issues I tell them every day, knock on my door bang, bang. Just knock on my door A.M.P.M. knock on my door I'm sick and tired of losing my brothers and sisters Aunties and uncles against government systems Suicidal thoughts, peeking up in the kitchen Middle finger to the people who are bitching Community needs healing, I'm the one preaching My mental health is not that all great with my mind, body, soul seeking 24-7 I'm spirits fighting these demons I wish one day that we on the same page That the day that we change When my people feel safe and change Not hoping to pray that it's in the next day I wish one day that we all get along Drop the rope and be strong Speak up cause you're not alone I'll be waiting in the darkness for way too long I hold us every morning for 
the past eight months can provide for my family and man that sucks inherit a problem and I promise we'll stop got bad habits making saving so tough stepping in the father role for my stepson and I got a newborn yeah I love my two sons and I do apologize that I took this long but I love you all my heart Madison you the one dancing is the key to my serenity that's where you find the find the better me grinding in these thoughts sometimes I can't breathe distant from friends now alone in the sea I was too busy being the person looking at Africa spending time with my precious family and it hurts me so much I was starting to see and I need to heal the spirit the spirit inside of me I wish one day that we on the same page that the day that we change when my people feel safe and change The people see my flaws and not my good work Making me rethink what I'm actually worth Depression kicks in, now I'm feeling like dirt I gotta stay strong to support my family But how can I last? I just wanna be free Not my work and all my dreams Looking at the past, thinking how this came to be I didn't reach out, how I suffer silently And hating getting accused of something I didn't do How much more can I take? I'm only human too Give me a chance so I learn from mistakes Brothers in arms, your beats on point from the bottom of my heart, thanks for saving my life And I wanna thank my family standing by my side And I do apologize, this my song cry I wish one day that we on the same page That the day that we change when my people feel safe and changed Not hoping to pray that it's in the next day I wish one day that we all get along Drop the rope and be strong, speak up Cause you're not alone, I'll be waiting in the darkness for way too long Black Lives Matter. This song was written on my personal experiences about my family, about my struggles with friends. But at the end of the tunnel, there's a brighter light, brighter day. That is phenomenal, Phil. Wish one day. And is it any wonder you got emotional? Like you said, you cried every day when you would rap it. You cried here. I cried. The family cried. Like that is an emotionally hard-hitting track by Crooked TP. Can you unpack your stage name for me, please? Yes, I shall. So um, before um, announcing that I I rap as well besides dancing, um, I was trying to come up with a rap name. And I didn't want anything to, you know, just to be like a cool name. I wanted something that I guess that meant something to me. So for 21 years, I barely smiled because of my teeth that were crooked. <clears throat> so I was um, kind of still self-conscious. But, yeah, for 21 years, I was self-conscious of my teeth. So what I came up with is crooked teeth film. So, <laughs> so crooked TP. So, and, you know, so that, that means a lot to me, um, you know, and especially not um, being able to smile because I was so self-conscious about my teeth. Um, so that's how the name came out. Well, I'm glad you smile now because you've got such a gorgeous smile that, and your whole, when you smile, your whole body smiles. So I'm glad you do now. Well, what flicked the switch at 21? Um, well, when I uh, literally is when I got my first contract working on Princess Cruises, and to do a um, a cabaret show 
you know, every second night, you know, you had to smile, you had to sing, and it's just like I've got to work on it now. So mm -hmm. basically that's where it all kind of un unfold. Yeah. <laughs> you let go. Let go. That's yeah. it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. You you also collaborated with an artist on this, Benny V. Can you tell us a bit about him? So Benny V, um, it's a funny story though. So I he's from Mildura. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and I used to throughout my high school years, I used to hang around with his older cousins. And you know, we barely we didn't even like I guess we didn't know each other. We kind of crossed paths. You know, he's five, six, uh, five years younger than me. So I think he's 25 years old. Um, <clears throat> um, and the way we crossed paths is, I think it was November last year, is that we kind of just reached out to each other. Um, and he came over with his music equipment and, um, you know, we're just like hanging out Um and then we said, oh, we should jump on this track or you should jump on this track. And then we're just kind of get, getting to know each other. But instead of asking, oh, like, what's your name? What's your favourite colour? We kind of started getting to know each other through music. And, and, and you know, it was, it was a, such a, like a good feeling. And then he left, <clears throat> you know, once the night ended. And then um, <clears throat> earlier this year, um, I, at the start when I got clean, is I had to pack up and leave my family um, just because there was a few dramas going on at, at the time. And so I moved in with him. And so I moved in with Benny V um, in Brunswick. And um, <clears throat> he's a music teacher. He's a teacher that um, teaches at, at, a, at a school a special school that only troubled youth go to. So if so it's like a, a public school or a private school, they can't handle these kids. These troubled youth go to this special school and he's a music teacher at this school. So he's doing beautiful work um, and I'm proud of him. And But, yeah, so I moved in with him. Uh, I showed him the track and I said, bro, you know, like I really want to you know, record this. You know, can you help me out? And yeah, and he's like, yeah, I'll let you, bro. And then we recorded it. And um, the guy with the dreadlocks that knocks on the door, he's the actual dude that actually filmed the whole thing. So um, his name is Max. Um, so Benny V featured in it, singing, and Max is actually is actually the film director dude that filmed the whole music video. Wow. That's it. Wow. The music video is really, like the production values in this clip are really high quality. Yeah. He, he So the house I moved into, they're pretty much all artists or musicians. So when I was there, so I'm a dancer, rapper, then there was Benny V, he's a singer. Then there was Max, he's a videographer and photographer. And then there's like a two, a three other dudes that, you know, play guitar, play a, a bass. So it was a really a creative space to be around. So, Phil, thanks very much. Good luck with it. We will give it a push out as much as we can. We'll put the YouTube link up on our website and our Facebook and everything else. Um, and best of luck and we'll see you for Christmas.
Yes. Thank you, Thank you. No worries. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Bye. We'll go on, then. Oh, and we're back. <laughs> Maybe you are a superhero. I should get you a cape for yeah, Christmas. Exactly. Mm, speaking of Christmas. Yes, isn't there going to be a big, like, are we allowed to say this? Yeah. Or have we already said it? No, I'm maybe. I can't remember what you recorded and what you haven't. This is taking a long time. Oh, leave me alone. It's been one of those weeks, unfortunately. Yeah. Even after a, a week off. Hey, how was your week off? Oh, brilliant. Um, we must clarify because your Snapchat has caused <laughs> some anxiety for someone. Uh, ben Rogers asked me today, <laughs> well, he was a little bit anxious that after seeing your Snapchat at Apollo Bay, he thought you had come on our little... No, you went at Apollo Bay, were you? No, we went to Cape Otway, yeah. so only half an hour away. But no, we went to the middle of nowhere to switch off for mm. a few days, which was... And it was good. So good and so needed. Like I think we sometimes undervalue having a break. Yeah. And by the end of the 42K between council elections, work, podcast, blah, 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 blah. Like I was just about ready. If I didn't have a break, I would have been over in that corner in the fetal <laughs> position <laughs> crying. No, it was good. But, um, um, I checked out a heap of um, little uh, boutique places along the Of course you did. And it's awesome though. How like, good's Tim Boone? It is good. Yeah, that was made for you, that area. Yeah. Uh, the distillery, the chocolate factory, mm. the cheese around. Mm. Good. Could be a microbrewery in Robinvale in the next few years if my walk-in wardrobe's anything to... Oh, yeah, good. That'd be nice. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Luke's latest good. project, <laughs> brewing <laughs> beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anywho, hey, uh, what else have we got? Uh, no, well, that, so I was talking about Christmas because of our new sponsor, Robin oh, Hale Appliances and Furniture yes. Zone. Um, toys. There's toys everywhere and they have the new next week, hopefully, if it arrives. I have a new phone coming. Oh, I have the iPhone 12 uh, Pro Max. No, I'm not going to get a Samsung. Why would I get a Samsung? Oh, Everything I have, I'm a creative Charlie. Everything I have is Mac. Mm. Mm. For a reason. Anyway, so I'll, I'll do a review on that next week. But there is lots of toys nice. in there at the moment, which is awesome. They've got Good. those Viking toys. And I know you don't. You have zero interest in toys, but um, the Viking toys for kids are these ones that are almost unbreakable because there's nothing worse than buying crappy toys that break all the time. And my dad buys my kids. Wait, are they the little, like, can get an ambulance? And can, yeah, you can get all sorts yeah. of stuff. And... Um, you know, my, my dad has a habit of taking my boys to the reject shop every Tuesday um, and buying them just crappy crap. toys that fall apart within five minutes and then there's tears and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you know what, just go and buy them some good stuff. Go to Rob of Mail Appliances yeah, and Furniture Zone and find them. You can't them. be buying them good stuff every Tuesday. <laughs> Don't take them shopping. You can say no to your uh, grandchildren, you true. know. It's true. Mm, apparently that's not a thing. Um, all the best to your 12 students, Sue. Yes, their first, uh, exams. English exam yesterday. Mm. Their first exam. Good luck, Ethan. Yeah, I saw him last night. Did you? Yeah, went all right, he thinks. Well, that's good. Mm. Mm. I'm, so I'm doing some videos for Robinvale College at the moment. Yeah. And I spoke to the Year 12s on their last day during morning tea, um, which muck-up day is not a thing anymore. I didn't realise no, that. you're not allowed to anymore because oh. of – yeah. Because of incidents. Because of the crazy stuff that classes – like the class of 97 at Swan Hill College pulled. Yeah. That's why. Mm, it was crazy, and I'm not going to go into that here. Yeah. But gee whiz, Year 12 was the best year of my life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and you that feel sorry day, for you feel sorry for this year's Year 12s. Yeah, I really do, and that's why I thought you know we'd do this career type stuff because just to ease a bit of that anxiety about you know they don't you know they've had what half an hour in the classroom this year, yeah. you know all that added pressure and not being able to bounce ideas off your peers, and it does add up. Like if you're not if you're not 
conversing with your friends every day, all of that, um, all of that anxiety is bound to build up at some point. So they probably are conversing because of well, yeah, but there's but. It's not the same it's as being the in the same, same room, is it? No, it's not the same as being yeah. in the same room and being stupid together and yeah. having belly laughs and all that kind of stuff, yeah. which is what year 12 was. I remember we picked up, we glad-wrapped <laughs> one of the girls in our year, drove a mini minor, and we glad-wrapped her car and a group of us lifted it up and over the North Park Pine fence, which there's shrink, no gap. at We shrink-wrapped the teacher to the, the car. <laughs> oh. Mm. Pretty sure. Only for a little bit. We took him off. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. What teacher would stand still for you to do that? Oh, I don't even remember, but it was funny. All right, Charles. Next week I'm going to try and get hold of Jason Hicks. Again? Okay. Um, yeah, because, well. No, but as in, can we? Again? Okay. Well, I'm going to try to because oh. I'd like to, after talking to the Year 12s, this is where I was going with that. I just got digressed. Um, there's a lot of interest in the Defence Force, so I thought it would be great to get him in and talk about um, his career. Toby Stoll, another one. Yeah, there's okay. a lot. Yeah, but Jason's easy access because cousin. Because <laughs> you know him. Yeah, exactly. So we'll oh, do that. Toby's not. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Phil was good. Yeah. The song's amazing. The film looks really good. Check out Phil's song. It's yeah. awesome. It's on our website yeah. and YouTube. It's good. Ciao. Lay down after that episode of The Veil. Find a new couch, mattress or bed at Robin Vale Appliances and Furniture Zone.